Being able to raise kids with confidence in their abilities and the fortitude they need to succeed while providing a loving atmosphere at home is becoming more and more crucial and increasingly more difficult, especially when you are trying to create something different from what you knew as a kid. My name is Wanda Howard, and I am the founder of Traditions of Truth and host of Successful Parenting Podcast. I am here to show you the real keys to having success as a parent, where God is in the details so you can create the future you dream of and the home environment you love. Welcome back, everybody, to the Successful Parents Podcast. I am your host, Wanda Howard, and I have been so excited because as I've been able to do all these interviews, I get to meet truly amazing people, and Kyle Sullivan is one of them. He is the host of the Scaling Mountains podcast, and it's soon to be released, so be sure to keep an eye out for that because it's going to be amazing what he's diving into. He's also the sales manager for the Pantheon uh, podcasting program that's going on, and it is for people to be able to make a bigger impact with their um podcasts and growing their audience in a way that truly helps the people that they serve. So it's a really cool program. You should go look them up and I'll make sure to provide links as well. So more about Kyle though, we met through this podcasting world and I was really intrigued by his story because it's very different. In today's world, we're solely focused on titles and growing and being very focused on what we need to do to be successful in this life. And there's a very mainstream idea of what that means. And in his story, he really broke those ideas and he has started to follow his dreams. And to me as a parent, that is something that I see as successful. I want to enable my kids to fully successfully follow their dreams, no matter what other people are saying. So before I give away anything too much about his story, welcome Kyle and please introduce yourself and where you're from. Oh gosh! Hi everyone, and Wanda, thank you for the introduction. You—that uh, was kind of a mic drop moment. We could just end it right there, but uh, <laughs> it's really great to be here. As as you said, we've we've connected in the past, um, and and we'll dive more into that story of what led me to do what I'm doing now, which I would have never in my wildest dreams thought or um, could have prepped for, but um just the, the pieces that have come together. Um, I just know that, that God is in control. And when we, when we give him our dreams and our visions, um, the, the journey is a lot more enjoyable. I'll just say that. Yes. So, happy to be here. Oh, awesome. So how, what was your life going like? What is the story that started you to what you're doing now? And how did that really begin for you? Did you did you picture yourself being as a sales manager when you were a little kid? <laughs> <laughs> just just the thought of you saying that would probably make me cringe uh, growing up because no, not at all. Um, basically, I had like the dream childhood. Um, we live in the mountains here in Lake Tahoe. It is snow in the winter. Um, anywhere from the ski racing I did growing up to the amazing summers and the lake and the swimming like outdoor playground for any kid and uh, my family life was very very balanced uh supported strong i both of my parents moved from southern california 
to in with just a dream and a passion to raise a family in the mountains away from the city and my dad left everything he was kind of going up the ranks in uh, the grocery business and he dropped all these promotions packed his stuff in a pickup truck and drove to tahoe because that was his dream uh met my mom and they they were married they had i was first born and then there was um my brother and my brother is five years younger than myself and i just dreamed about having a sibling like (laughs) if i could just have a brother sister I i wanted one you know and so when i found out that my parents were pregnant that i was gonna be a big brother it was just like the best thing ever in my world and so along the pregnancy um they found that there were some issues with my brother and then there was a miscarriage between us as well so uh things weren't going too well with uh the birth and the and the process and what we found out is that the the water in my mom's womb actually went inside my brother it's a long medical term uh non-immune hydrops fatalis basically big medical jargon just to say it's not survivable or it's very very minimal chance of surviving and it's fatal and so from a young age and i'm i'm kind of getting to this whole point of of parenting to stick to your theme because it all incorporates to really relationships in a family but uh he was born two months premature the doctors said the best thing was to abort um him because he would be born with no developed lungs and we believed in a miracle working god and in a christian home and so before he was born i would pray nightly that he that i would have a healthy and whole brother and just a simple act of and my parents opened up that uh that platform and it was like the same simple prayer every single night but they said they knew that the power of of faith as a child um held a lot of weight and so they they would just welcome that around the dinner table every night and he was born emergency c-section um he had no developed lungs. He looked like Pillsbury Doughboy, just completely blown up. And they had to stick tubes into his lungs, suck out the water. And because he had no developed lungs, he would just suffocate and die, is what they told us. But um, the the amount of faith that just came that God promised this child to our family, and we're going to carry through on that promise. And... Mm-hmm. All to say, it was a miracle. His lungs developed on the screen in front of doctors. Uh, they were shocked. He, he's alive. He was alive. Uh, he was in the ICU for about a month. They said even if he did survive, he would have um, incredible disabilities and problems throughout his life. Well, he doesn't. He's he's my closest friend and my brother. And um, it's just kind of like the testimony of how I was raised from five years old, experiencing that situation really changed the trajectory of what I wanted to do. And 
seeing my parents give up everything and then work, gosh, they worked two, three jobs together so that my brother and I could have opportunities. I knew that I had really a, just a special thing given to me. And so um, I quickly, like most young boys, decided that I wanted to be a firefighter. I love the sirens. Um, but anytime I'd hear a siren, I would I would pray. I'd say, Mom, Dad, someone's hurt again. Because I think walking through my life with my brother, it was just part of me. Like, oh, someone else is in trouble. We can pray for them. And so I did. And that's when I think my parents felt like, okay, let's support this um, this liking that he has towards the fire department. So I then uh, joined high school. I was high achiever, but I didn't feel like I wanted to go to school to be a doctor or lawyer or all these big universities that a lot of people I hung out with did go to. But if you didn't do that, then you were just kind of like with the other kids that didn't care about school and they didn't care about other things and, you know, achieving success in their life. And so I always found myself in this like middle zone and, but I felt like, well, I'm going to pursue the fire department. So I did everything right. Uh, I had the support. I made it to the top of my class. I, I felt this is what I was going to do to kind of be my, my journey in life to give back and help people uh, like the medical community and my family helped my brother. And I made it to the last step of going to paramedic school. And when I went to paramedic school, everything kind of came crashing down. I, it was very tough. The program wasn't what I expected. I wasn't prepared. And all to say that I, I failed out of school. I didn't pass the program. And I got injured. I blew out my ankle as well as I lost a job position that they were going to give me because I needed surgery for my ankle. And so in the course of three months at 23 years old, having the best childhood, the best parents, the best family, knowing that I have a dream, a vision, go get it. And I was there, and then everything just crumbled down. Um, I was depressed. I was fearful. I was mad at God. I was, you name it, I dealt with it. And I was in a very dark, dark place for about a year, um, even to the point of becoming suicidal, just because the mental turmoil that I was dealing with of not succeeding what I thought my life should be um and so throughout that phase of my life i met a number of friends that were with me and helped me and since we live in the mountains the best place to go was um to the mountaintops to get away and get fresh air and uh go backpacking and so we, I went on a number of backpacking trips and was able to really just lay down my thoughts of what life should be and ask God, what's the next steps? And I knew I wanted to be a, a father, a husband. Like those were my big dreams. 
Um, but I realized that I was putting my identity in a career and not in who God just made me to be and more bigger life visions. So uh, I met my wife at that time and she actually moved into our house. When I was in that depressed state, my brother had left for Europe. He, he was traveling and my parents met my wife because she was doing uh, the same backpacking program and she needed a place to stay for the oh, summer. Wow. And they like, hey, we have a room. My son's <laughs> at home. He just returned from school. You can stay in our house. <laughs> so I'm like the deepest, darkest place of my life. And this oh. random girl comes in and is living with us. And uh, the thing about it is I didn't have to pretend to her. Like people knew the Kyle before I left to school and they saw the Kyle after I returned. She didn't know any different. So she just knew that this, this young man is hurting. I'm going to be his friend. Uh, and she was that to me to where fast forward, we're now married. We're celebrating our, our nine years in next month. Oh. We have uh, three kids and I did, I still struggled with like, okay, first it was going to get the career, then the wife, then the kids. And it was like wife first, kids next. We wanted to wait three to five years having kids and we got pregnant the first five months of our <laughs> marriage. And so it was like, okay, now we're on the kid path and I'm still doing random jobs in the medical field, working at the hospital, um, figuring out how to make this work. And uh, after about after our third child came, um, I was making enough money at the hospital. I moved into the training coordinator for the hospital. I was organizing classes for doctors and nurses to take and organizing all the instructors who would teach. And so it was more of an admin role. And it, it was paying the bills. It was good, secure job. But I just didn't feel like the impact that I was created to do with that. Um, I had my my family, and we can deep dive into a little bit of parenting with that. But leading to where I'm at now, I I felt like okay, I'm going to nursing school, but I gotta I gotta pay for it. How how do I leave a full time job at the hospital, go to nursing school for two years while my wife is home with the kids? I got to figure out some way to be an entrepreneur or do business online or something to fund this dream of mine to still, quote, make an impact. And uh, through a series of connections, I, I met um, Josh, who I'm on the team now with, with podcasting. And it was funny because I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't even have sales experience to be on a sales team for selling, you know, high ticket offers in the podcast space and really helping companies and CEOs grow their businesses underneath the podcast. I had no idea what it was about or how to do it. Um, and he, when I shared my story, which I just shared to you, I just felt like my interview was sharing my story. He, he looked down at his paper and he said, well, I answered all my questions. And uh, you're exactly who we're looking for, for our team and our culture fit. And he hired me on the spot. 
Wow. And I I was in tears because I knew that um, I made a big step of faith to leave security and comfort to join a team that I had no idea what I was doing, but I felt that they were going to help me along the process. So I, I dedicated everything. I quickly um, learned as much as I can or could at the time. And this was, gosh, this was only eight months ago. So it's still this year. It was fire hose to the face of information. But I just knew that like this was an open door that God led me to. Um, it was really big and difficult transition for my family. Uh, working from home, I think most of us can know that transition now of uh, where we've been in the last couple of years. But uh, yeah, here I am now. And through all of this, I now meet people globally and I'm able to hear their story and promote what they do on a, a legacy based mindset and help grow companies, help um, businesses flourish with a, a podcast that umbrellas what they're doing. And uh, my own show, Scaling Mountains Podcast, which is about to launch, is the journey of what I went through of this is what I'm doing there's all these challenges. It didn't look like what I thought it was, but I'm pulling my <laughs> kids and my wife along the path with me and realizing that it, it, it couldn't have been a better story because God put the pieces that I never would have figured out. So um, here we are. <laughs> wow. So many gold nuggets in there. And something that I like kept hearing you say was, you had a very specific plan in mind mm, of where oh yeah. you wanted to go. And it wasn't just um, you failed the last test, but then there was the accident and missing the job opportunity. And like, it just seemed like life was stacking up against you. Mm. And yet at the same time, um, God was placing your wife there at your parents' home and a friend to help guide you through it and, and totally taking things in a different direction. Um, but like seeing you and those who are just listening, like you need to know that there is a joy in Kyle's mm -hmm. eyes, like he's happy. And so um, it's it, but it's so hard. It's so hard when you have a very specific plan forward to have mm -hmm. it side railed and to jump on board with it. So how has that been as the last eight months you've said you've jumped in and tried to really put everything into this new business? How has that been? Mm -hmm now as opposed to at first um trying to do your own thing and trying to not uh, trying to do the things that you had previously planned yeah that's a great question wanda and truthfully i was scared to death like i we had put enough savings to make the transition for like to pay our bills for two months and i was like i'm i'm already going to be on a team that knows how to do this successfully it won't be an issue. Like I have the support and I did have the support, but our growth phase took a little longer. So from thousands to now hundreds of dollars left in the account to like very minimal, there was this one night I'll never forget. This was, and this was only about like four months ago that I was on my knees. My family was in bed and I was on my knees and I was, I was praying and saying like, what have I done? Like, it was just this moment of sure terror that I'd made a wrong move 
for my family. But I knew that God opened that door. So it was, I was in this like kind of conflicting mode. And I so clearly heard him speak. He said, are your kids not my own kids and your wife as my own daughter? Do you, do you feel that I do not love and support them more than you? Wow. And I was just like at this, like, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> and it was so impactful of like really what it takes to have faith in family. And when God calls you to do something, even though he gives favor to walk through a door, it doesn't mean that it's going to be easy or that it's just going to like flourish and bloom in the first week and you'll make millions to like support every, everything you've always wanted to support. He's showing me that there's lessons in the process that I need to learn before the next step. Like he only gives pieces. And if, um, if you're a good steward of those pieces, he'll give you more. But if you're stuck with the, the little like struggles, I think he allows us to stay stuck for a little bit to really either turn from him or run closer to him. And so that's a, we, once I made that transition of like, okay, I am not going to strive anymore and try to like squeeze this tree to get fruit out of it. I'm just going to trust in the process and the mentors around me to help me. Um, it took a huge turn and we've like grown as, as a company and a team more like than we ever thought possible and on a record pace and I get to be part of it. And it's because like I had to lay down a lot of fear that I had and my kids were in the process with it. They'd see daddy freak out. They'd see me come out of the studio and be like, ah, I don't know what I'm doing. And my wife would hear it. And we had to really realize that like, okay, there's, what are we going to create in our home? And home should be a safe place. And it should be raw and real. I, I believe that kids should see their parents challenge, be challenged so oh, they know yes. what life is. <laughs> but you need to um, incorporate them of saying like, daddy needs some help. Can This is how daddy feels right now. You know, I, I ask my kids to pray for me. Can, can we sit down? Can you pray for daddy? I'm having a hard day. And when you incorporate your kids into your process in your life, I think the biggest thing I'm seeing with our families, they're learning the things I'm learning at, but at a young age so that I just feel they'll be better prepared um, far more than I was for these stages of, of transition that many people go through. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's so true that like in society, it's praised of don't let your kids see the big problems. That That's mm -hmm. adult things. They don't need to know about it. But really, throughout our life, we're going to be going through challenges and through hard circumstances and feel overwhelming emotions and and life's about learning how to go through that and navigate it. And so when our kids see mom and dad go through those in a way that's healthy or in a way that they come out on top emotionally, even like they know how to do it better. So yeah, I love how you said that they'll be better prepared in their life. It's laying a perfect foundation for them to go even further. So that's, oh, I love that. Yeah. So what would you say then was the number one thing or the thing that stands out to you the most 
that your parents did to lay a foundation that inspired you to do things differently? Mm. I, I would say that the biggest thing that my parents did for both my brother and I, there was a very good uh, balance of discipline and love. Mm. And I feel that um, different families that I've uh, been connected with over the years, that if there's hard discipline and no love, you get rebellion. Yeah. And if there's only love and no discipline, you you have kids that just make their own decisions. They don't respect. They don't. Um, trying to think of the word. I usually have the word, and it sounds way smoother than that. But uh, my point is, two go hand in hand. So, whenever I did something wrong, and my parents would catch it or I'd have a bad attitude to my mom, or I'd fight with my brother, like I would get discipline. You know, I would get um, a slap on the butt and, you know, time out. And it would be like really difficult as a kid, you know, of yeah. course. But after about 10 minutes in my room, my dad would walk in and he would just hold me. And he'd hug me and he'd tell me how much he loved me and how difficult it was to discipline me, but he's doing it because he loved me. And I had that from the very beginning, both my mom and dad uh, agreed that they would discipline the same. It wasn't going to be, oh, just wait till your dad gets home or, um, wait till your mother hears what you just did today. It was, there was none of that. It was always like, we agree as father and mother, and we're going to be on the same page with how we discipline our kids, but how we love them as well. And so th what that taught me is that boundaries are good. And when we follow godly, wholesome, traditional boundaries, you actually experience more love and more connection. And it's a safe place rather than you know the the opposite which i see so many families nowadays and problems that exist in society because you don't have a balance of discipline and love so hands down that's the best thing that my parents ever did in in the season of growing up but um that's uh that's that's one and the second one is is time you know they they would give us time to acknowledge when we said dad look at this cool sandcastle i built it wasn't like oh that's awesome buddy and then just go off and talk to another adult it was very much involved in saying that is so cool can i help build it with you too like it was just being present and i think so many times as us parents we forget to be present with our kids uh especially entrepreneurs. Like in my previous life of working for someone else, I would clock in, clock out, come home. And it would be like, now I'm home. I'm not thinking about work. But growing businesses and helping others grow business, you have to put your own boundaries. You have to be able to walk away and actually spend time with the kids because there's always something to do. There's always another lead to follow up with, another conversation, another email to send. And the kids feel that. 
and my wife feels it the most. Uh, and so in the be coming back to the beginning of my own transition, those first four months that I really struggled in getting this up and launched to where we're at today, I would do 12 hours standing at this computer. I'd take a break to connect with my family for dinner. The kids would go back to bed. I'd stay up till two in the morning, still doing follow-up. And it was just this mentality of like choosing business growth over my closest relationships. And the moment I started putting more boundaries, everything just started to come into place more. So um, that's that would be the second nugget right there is, is being involved in your kids' lives. Uh, I love that. With what you were saying of how your parents did discipline and love, I think you gave an amazing example of that with today's world. There's so many people that are like, should I spank? Should I not spank? And, and really what it comes down to is the d discipline that you use needs to be matched with that same amount or more love. Mm, that's it. good. Yes. Because if, if they're out of whack, then they're going to feel like they are the problem, not that you are trying to help them through problems. So mm -hmm. that was so good. And also, with being present, the example that you gave of like, ooh, I love that sandcastle, let me be involved in it. I think a lot of times in as parents, we just don't know how to be present, maybe mm. because we didn't have that modeled ourselves, or or like you said, with entrepreneurship, there is a million other things taking up your mind. And yeah. so to it doesn't have to be a lot. It doesn't have to be this like hours long or people always try to say, well, how many how many hours should I spend with my kids? What's a healthy amount? And it's it's more about teaching or treating them like an adult too, where they show you something and you engage with it, even if it's just a little bit more than, oh, that's cool and turn away, like mm -hmm. engage with what they actually shared with you. And that that was such a good example. And actually, Wanda, my wife has, has helped navigate this for me because I think as as men, sometimes it's harder to connect with um, your kids, maybe not, but I think mothers have this uh, nurturing and fathers have this like um, coaching just mentality. And so I would think of the best way I would incorporate my kids is like, okay, what project do I have to do today? Like, okay, I'm going to mow the lawn or rake up the leaves in the fall or something. And I, I try to incorporate my kids with it for my agenda. And one, if they didn't do it quick enough or, or better or, you know, good enough quality, it was easy to just try to correct, always just correct. And so uh, my wife said, I think you should stop like bringing them for your agenda and just start asking them what they want to do. Like take a 30 minute break, 20 minutes, 10 minutes, five minutes and ask your child, hey, buddy, what do you want to do right now? daddy wants to play with you or and when i made that jump of like that helped me get into their world rather than okay the only way i'm going to connect is if they come into mine and uh my seeing my kids flourish now when i ask what do they want to do they are just imagination explodes and uh we do all sorts of fun crazy stuff <laughs> <laughs> yes kids are the best at thinking of random off-the-wall things especially at the young ages we have kids pretty similar in age and 
man, my four-year-old, if I ask him what he wants to do, it's like, I want to stand on the couch and jump and do a belly flop or something. Like that. <laughs> I never would have thought of that. I am glad I asked. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so another question that I had though, is throughout your story, you bring God into it a, a lot and God's very much a part of what you mm-hmm. do. So how is it, how have you managed to incorporate that with your kids? You've mentioned prayer and having them pray for you, but what's like the core um, gift or tradition that you have started with your kids to help them mm. stay founded on Christ and on faith when there's in this world, there's so many things pulling us in every different direction. That's a great question. And uh, another little story, which happened last night, helps answer that is that um, our oldest daughter is seven now and uh, she has some attitude she has her ways like I'm like man she's seven going on 17 how is this gonna work out (laughs) but uh, it's really letting them engage with God the father as their own father as well like the the way in which you father or your mother is how they're going to see a relationship with God. And last night around dinner, my daughter had just the worst attitude. And so my wife and I go into like discipline mode and, you know, she was mean to uh, her brother. It was just like this, what just happened? And we were gone for a little bit of time over the weekend. I, I took my son uh, camping. And so it was just boys trip i think my daughter felt like she was left out and so she she was acting out trying to be mean as what we kind of saw but uh we started we asked her about it and she is like i just don't know i just don't feel good and uh what we told her is go take a time out and I want you to pray and ask God what's going on because I believe that there is no junior Holy Spirit. It's Holy Spirit. So everyone has access when you just ask questions to God. And so she goes into a room and we come in like, you know, 10, 15 minutes later. And she said, I, I prayed and I said, what, why am I feeling this way? And I heard a word, and the word is jealous. Like she was almost like questioning, like not knowing what it meant. Like she literally heard something from God, but didn't know what it meant. So that told me right there that, okay, she's definitely hearing from God. And we explained what jealousy is. And then she's like, okay. And then I heard another word, and I don't know this word. What is independent? mean and i was like i was floored just like my gosh we having um an atmosphere to actually have them seek counsel from god in prayer like they can do that they have access to that and so we just had this um time with our daughter of talking about jealousy talking about independence and it's good to be strong and independent, but other times you need each other and how jealousy robs us from good times with our friends and our family. 
And we just had this coaching session, but it was because we allowed her to activate her own faith. And that was that was just a turning point. That was a huge parent win for us. And it it just happened last night. So it was like, I'm fresh off of that. <laughs> it was uh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's so amazing that what our little kids are so capable of if we just give them the reins and let them try it. And I, I love how you said there's no junior spirit. It's mm-hmm. just the Holy Spirit. I, I couldn't agree more because I think God speaks to all of us at every single age. And as parents, um, what I'm hearing you say really to be successful in giving our kids the faith that they need is let allowing them and believing in them to yeah. access that because they're they are so fresh out of heaven already like they mm. they know how to do it just let them do it <laughs> that's so I good yeah so what before we end what is like the number one advice that you would want other parents who are very adamant about having God in their kid's life and they're not sure if they're doing it right. What's the, what's the number one advice that you would give them encouragement? Oh, hands that it's just instantly you can do it. (laughs) And to be honest with yourself in that process, you're going to learn as a parent. You're going to be stretched as a parent. You're going to feel like a failure sometimes as a parent, but if you're open and honest with your kids of you know, daddy, mommy made a mistake. Sorry, I yelled at you or snapped out at you. Um, I was having a hard day. Can you forgive me? Like being honest with your weakness to your kids is what it will have them trust you the most because they know that you make mistakes and it gives them uh, room to make mistakes themselves, but know that you're not going to crush them because of it. And when they see you in the same, it it becomes more family rather than mom and dad are up here and kids are down here. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you can do it as a parent. Be honest with your kids. And when you're struggling for answers, like pray yourself, God, help me today what to do, what to say, because I, I, I feel low energy or I'm just depleted of resources now. Or I have no idea what to do. And uh, and have faith and trust that he will answer that prayer because he does. And so um, I hope that helps. Uh, thanks so much for letting me share my story. Yeah, well, thank you again for coming. And that was a perfect ending for this. And I hope everybody listening can get all that they were searching for because there's so many gold nuggets of what we just discussed. So thank you again, Kyle, and we will see you all next time. Awesome. Thank you, Wanda. I am so glad that you were able to be here and discover more with us of what it means to be a successful parent. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a rate interview so that we can reach more amazing parents who are looking for ways to truly succeed with their kids too. Find me on Instagram or Facebook at WandaHoward.Live. If you're like, holy cow, this was amazing, but I have so many more questions, then send me a DM with your biggest takeaways and all of your questions. I'll be sure to take care of you. Have an amazing day and I will see you in our next episode.